Good morning. It's the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. I'm Roy Shanahan and across from me, as always, is the Grinner Bugle. March 2, Rudders, March 2. Do you know why I say the Grinner Bugle? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I already found that out last night. Yeah, yeah. I found it like some, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I only found that out last night. Yeah, we were watching uh, the Champions League final last night with... Oh, yeah. Uh, Your dad immediately thought my dad. Immediately thought. He says, oh, he says, he says to my uncle... Um, you're, uh, Roy's doing it with, uh, do, you, do you remember the Grinner Bugle? And I was like, the Grinner Bugle? What the? And he says, oh yeah, he's always going around grinning all the time. That's <laughs> right. Um, what have we got on the show today, Bugle? Well, we don't know yet because we might be in a bit of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> our music system is kind of shut down, but we've worked our way around so, it. So, Roy is in complete control of everything today, so with a bit of luck, he'll have a sleepless night tonight over some mistakes he might make, with a bit of luck. <laughs> But uh, what have we got on the show today? Well, we have to start first, I suppose, with uh, Conor Maston, who is now currently with Liverpool, but obviously formerly of Luke United, which he, he's coming into the studio with us after nine o'clock. So hopefully uh, that's going to be interesting. Plenty of, plenty to ask him. Jesus, there's so much. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. being Liverpool fan myself, I'm going to try and try and act normal. Yeah, we've had a few questions sent in as well, so we, 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 we won't run out of questions anyhow, yeah, that's for sure. Absolutely. Um, obviously, back in time then, we've got a classic year in 1997. Um the biggest reason, I suppose, is the Lions tour is kicking off, and it was the first. It was my first kind of Lions tour I really remember, and of course to be South Africa. So then I looked into Night Seven; it's an absolute cracker of a year. Yeah, now, there's a few things I was looking yeah. at. Plus, there. I'm trying to get the Backstreet Boys in as well, but we'll see. The Backstreet Boys will never get in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pop on. We we'll pop on to our first song. Yeah, sure, we might as well. Okay, uh, our first song uh, today is a classic. Give him a ball in the yard. Right. Oh, it is a classic. It's, it's, it's football poetry. That's what oh, it is. Man, Give him a ball in the yard of grass from the Sultans of Ping FC. Any song that uses quotes from Brian Clough is already a winner in Arabic. <laughs> All right? The song title is actually a reference uh, to Nottingham Forest winger John Robertson. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, was, it was written in his... Here's a couple of the lyrics just to uh, get you going. Give him a ball in the yard of grass. He'll give you a move with a perfect pass. Give him a ball in the yard of space and he'll give you a move with godly grace. That was about John Robertson. There's a part in it. He's a nice young man with a lovely smile. And I think <laughs> that was one of Clough's quotes about uh, his own son. Uh, I remember that, actually. Do you remember I that? I actually remember him saying something along the lines of that, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's hope this works. Yeah, Here we yeah, go. Well, I'll just sit back and relax. Good night. 
Man can't give any greater love than giving 90 minutes to his friends. Told you. Poetry. <laughs> Absolute poetry. Um, okay, we're going to go on to the papers. Bugo, do you see that in, uh, in the papers there this morning? Uh, without going straight to the papers, when you say 90 minutes of poetry, I suppose, where Cristiano Ronaldo is the big big headline grabber today, no matter what paper you look at. Yeah. Uh, Turned down again, hit centre stage, 4-1, job done. It looked tasty for the first 20 minutes. I thought Juve were like, oh, jeez, they're starting all right. Even till half time. Yeah. Even till half time, they were, um, they were well in it. Yeah. And whatever happened at half time. Yeah, and I can't believe that it's just that Real Madrid turned on the heat. Yeah. And they, they fell apart. They looked jaded. They looked, yeah, there was no energy left jaded. in them. Whatever. But um, yeah, Ronaldo turns it on again. And even Eamon Dunphy finally has to just sit there and just give him full of praise compared to a couple of years ago where he just... He tried to do anything possible other than give him praise, and now he just has to go full circle and say, "Yeah, yeah, he's as good as he can get." Yeah, yeah. Now he um, he he's a finisher, and uh, he certainly he goal. certainly fin- he finishes goals excellently. But uh, yeah, no, Juventus were disappointing in the second half because it was all cracked up to be a, a great final after the fir- uh, after or in the second half after the first half. Yeah, it was. Uh, it might as well not have been there and yeah. they have a big problem they don't have much pace and you notice there's no pace there Mandukic and Higuain up front and there's nothing to stretch the back four but uh, another missed opportunity for Juventus yeah and unfortunately Buffon again I don't I presume he's still going on he hasn't retired or anything like that but I just no, think, I think everyone was hoping yeah and he's such He's a nice young man. <laughs> this is He's always a smiling, shaking hands. Do you remember Ireland uh, got through against Italy? Um, he looked more happier than half the lads. Oh, he was sport. delighted for the yeah. round, high five and everything. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's quality. Um, what have you got, sir? Are you coming to me again? The Lions. Oh, the Lions. Now, in a week or two time, if it was this way, I'd be very worried. But three or four days after playing, I'm not overly bothered. Um, one or two lads coming back from injury like Sexton would have been put in for no other reason than he hasn't played too much Yeah, but typical the papers are jumping on it today that he's already put him under pre- himself under pressure and to be honest he has you don't have much time um, Owen Farrell comes on doesn't do massively but he just comes straight on chest is out heads up he just has a completely different demeanour and all of a sudden they get a try and he's just a bit more up and at it it's his, it's his style it's his attitude but it's going to come across well Yeah, to the, to the managers they love to see all that yeah, yeah. plus They've won trophies this year. England have won trophies this year. Sexton's under pressure. He missed, missed a relatively straightforward kick for himself and obviously put one past, but even the ball in the hand didn't look too impressive yesterday. And you could see he was coming off very soon after halftime, and he, of course he did. And Gatlin, <clears throat> he doesn't really care about anyone. He'll put in the team that he thinks is going to win, yeah, and that's sure it, which is a good, it's a good trait to have as a manager, but yeah. uh, there's no you know buddies or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, he did it to Driscoll in the game three. Um, he brought That's in right, one of his own yeah. guys from Wales because he knew he could probably get what he wanted out of him and he has to do it. So Irish boys now, who's going to be in the starting 15? It's, it's going to be wide open. Who knows? It's um, thrown up. Do you think, one of the things that uh, I was noticed about it, and I think the New Zealand manager uh, made reference to it, and then Gatlin yesterday made reference to it. He, he was trying to explain why it was such a lacklustre performance yesterday and blaming it on jet lag. Is that not just poor planning? 
I mean, well, if, if you go out to a World Cup, whether stopped. it's football or rugby, you go out two weeks beforehand, and or you know, even even a week beforehand to acclimatise to the weather, to acclimatise, you know, to d- different situations, uh, you don't whatever. That, but it's the club game now. So sure, I think the I think France top fourteen is still going to this weekend, or is it just? Fin- I think they're still finishing this weekend. Yeah, but the majority of the players but from Pro that twelve night, only finished last week. Yeah, but that was so, a final. But the majority of the players true, in the squad true. would have been. So but they the could have flown out first, yeah. and the rest could have flown flown out after. So it looks at my, my part. Why have that game at all if you're going to have players who are jet lagged and have that yeah. excuse, which I see as an excuse? Uh, I, th- I think it's poor planning on Gatlin's behalf. Yeah, you could say that, but. You know, it's a provincial oh, yeah, barbarian. Sa- I am saying I know, that. <laughs> yeah, but it's a provincial barbarians where they should win no matter what. It's a loosener for some of the guys. But in fairness, they stopped in Australia to spend the night to not have jet lag. So he shouldn't really be bringing it up because they did prepare that way. Yeah. They, um, I think that's exactly what Instead of going what straight through for 24 hours, they stop somewhere so and then into the airport, hotel, have their full sleep in the bed and then back on for the short trip then from... Was it, I can't remember this, the stop-off point, wherever it was, and then across to uh, New Zealand so you know it's a bit of a boring excuse but you now they, they, they were just poor but yeah. like you have a full squad you have a full squad um, panel of 22 there. there's no excuse um, they just weren't at it you know lads are coming in at different times um, probably two weeks of a training camp by all accounts the first week was just solid gym 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 yeah. maybe the training field is only going to kick in in the next week or two so as I said uh, <laughs> As I said, over the next, if it was next week or the week after, I'd start to be worried. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're already worried. Well, yeah. no, I just don't like that bad preparation, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ourselves. Okay. Um, just to spin off uh, away from the, the, the rugby. Um, fancy Football League. Are you still in the Fancy Football League? Uh, I'm the master of the Fancy Football League for about four or five weeks and then I kind of remember I'm in it about three months later <laughs> and I have to do a wild card get, and get back into it for a couple of more weeks and then kind of forget again yeah. well <clears throat> Antonio, uh, Antonio Conte beat 19 other managers in the Premier League Ben Crabtree beat 4.5 million <laughs> alright um, and you know Conte is, is, is meticulous in, in, in his approach to, to the game Uh Ben Crabtree uh, is a 31-year-old Everton fan. He's the manager of FC Crab Dog, who took the title <laughs> on the last day of the season after the dramatic conclusion which rivals Sergio Aguero's uh, winning goal back yeah. in uh, 2012. Give, it, give us the commentary, we'll go. Aguero! <laughs> he, says, uh, he, said, he told BBC Sport that this is probably my greatest achievement in sport. What's he get for it? Well, that's actually a good question because I, I don't know. I don't is know. Is this in the Premier League.com? The Premier League.com, yeah. I'm, I'm making this up, but in my head, I have an image. I think it's, it was like either 100 grand or. Yeah, I think so too. I think there's. 250. I think there's a good prize to it. Yeah, I just yeah, can't yeah. remember what yeah, the prize yeah. is to it now. Um, he says, as soon as I was in the top 10, I, it, it felt like I had a chance and I started checking with the teams ahead of me uh, and first place and seeing how they were doing. Uh, he says, Crabtree went into the final game week. Two points behind the leader, Uwas Ahmed. (laughs) (laughs) And it was two late substitutions that seen him home. He used two free transfers to bring in Diego Costa and uh, junior Stanislas from Bournemouth, who was promoted to the starting lineup following Josh King's late withdrawal. Um, I messed up the last week. I was winning all my leagues, and the week before, I forgot that it was a double week, and that's that'd be great. That's a smart part. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so is this why you wanted to bring that up? It's just because you wanted to 
have a great bit. Did you lose all your leagues? I think I lost them all, yeah. And it was top going <laughs> the last year. It went Kevin Keegan on it, did yeah. you? I'd love it if we, or else everyone else went Kevin Keegan on you, but actually backed it up and bet yeah. you. That's Crabtree's managerial style is based on meticulous preparation and endless hours of watching games. He said, if I've got a fancy player on my team or someone I'm looking at, it's good to watch them live. The greatest training is just watching a lot of football. <laughs> so this fella... I'm at home in his bedroom. He mustn't have a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, he went on and he uh, beat 4.5 million people. I always thought about the people who won that. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to get up near the top of that. And Absolutely. You'll have your own little league and you'll be about 350,000 or something yeah. overall. So these people must be studying week in, week out, re- religiously. Yeah, like my my usual tactic, because obviously the fact that I keep forgetting is I try and pick 11 lads who are consistently playing. Yeah. Because if you're constantly chopping and changing, it, it, it's tough. So I try and keep the a steady 11 and just wait for the purple patch so that I'm there when everyone's getting rid of them. You know, obviously Harry Kane, whoever had him as captain for the last few weeks would have just cleaned up. And I yeah, presume he might have even had him at that stage because yeah. it's just crazy the goal scoring record he went on at the end. Uh, and in the paper there? Uh, just a quick one from last night. I don't have too many details, but it's just because obviously with Conor McGregor being probably our biggest star, uh, Max Holloway, who he made very light work of on his build-up to being a world champion, yeah. defeated Jose Aldo in a third-round stoppage in oh, Rio. did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know they were fighting. Yeah, basically it's like uh, the featherweight belt. Well, that'll do Aldo no good now, will it? Absolutely not. Now, apparently in the first round, as I said, I, I just read a quick report. Uh, first round, he was perfect, done everything right. And then slowly but surely, Holloway started to come back in. And then in the third, he caught him. And it was stopped uh, stopped near the end of the third round. Yeah. And it was in Rio as well. So it's a big a big one in his, in his, home, in his home turf. And uh, Holloway went and grabbed the title. So he'll try and give it the big one and try and lure McGregor. But McGregor already made light work of him before. I can't, I'd be shocked if it happens again. Well, is he going back into that? He is in that division. He has the title for that one, that, is it? No, but I think that's it. It's, it's gone now. They they gave it up. So the two boys were fighting for it. The oh, featherweight belt, right. As okay, far as I'm aware. All right, all right. All right. So, uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see because obviously they'll probably start calling him out and this Mayweather fight obviously is dragging on and on. But what's he going to do after that? The gimmick fight. He yeah. has to go back to reality at Will some he go stage. Back? Will oh, he, he go back to. and do it? Because if this fight is as much as it's worth, maybe this could be his retirement package, you know? Family man now, you never know. He might think, right, enough's enough. Yeah, yeah, maybe. We get into the movies or do you, you see any of his Dubai World Cup uh, the horse race yeah, they were good now in fairness some of them are very good like, yeah. so you never know well, I'm sure, I'm sure there's, there's only so much punching in the head and kneeing in the head and all you can take <laughs> all the top boxes say it like you know like, yeah. getting punched in the head is not a nice thing like. and of course the Mayweather is all about money um, oh, you know I think all day long there was what's the name uh, Muhammad Ali he yeah. fought a wrestler that's right and the wrestlers going around kicking the legs off Muhammad see, Ali you watched that documentary with Frank Skinner the other night I didn't see it no yeah, no, no it was just that's like a, that's the only how I found out oh was it yeah yeah, yeah. so it's kind of gimmicky like that but an interesting one you know mm. so of course yeah all about money um, Phil Mickelson uh, is set to miss the US Open because because he's going to attend his daughter's graduation he said mm-hmm. that there's Things that are important in life, and obviously family is, he's been there, he's done the US Open, and uh, probably thinks he can't win it. He's not. He, I, I don't think he has won it since he won the, what was it, the, was it the British Open, the last one he won? 
Yeah, I'm gonna it was the last, last I think it was it's about four or five years ago that he won his last title and he ha- I don't think he's won since like he's still competitive but he's not far away from the magic 50 and once no. I'd say he's thinking yeah I'll still do what I can but come 50 I'll clean up again for a few more years and yeah I think so yeah um, good luck to him it's the right thing to do why not people who qualified Beef Johnson got through in the qualifier <laughs> during the week uh, Paul Dunn qualified good man yeah brilliantly and Porig is going with Phil. He didn't qualify. He had a bad round. So <laughs> he's gonna do it. He's gonna take the pictures. <laughs> he's gonna have. He's gonna have daughters to have an excuse. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. No, poor Parig didn't make it. Uh, what's that when you uh, have that? One you? interesting piece I have in the Daily Mail this morning: the small town of two and a half thousand souls finished higher on the medal table than Russia, France, and the UK. Just what makes Skibbereen special? So as you can see, we briefly mentioned it last week. Uh, we had one gold and two silvers yeah. at the European Rowing Championships last Sunday morning, all from the Skibbereen Rowing Club. And one of the other facts and figures here in the paper, 163, the number of national rowing champions produced by Skibbereen since 1970. So everything is coming from this little, little, little area down in, uh, down in Cork. And uh, it's just a great story. And it just goes to show you, a bit like Kilkenny, you think it's not the biggest county in the world, but they're all obsessed with it. Hurling, therefore, they're a good hurling team. Yeah. Same with New Zealand and rugby. It's all rugby. It just goes to show you. And obviously in Skibbereen, it's the same thing. The first thing you do is probably get in the bow. Hence, you're going to have some good, uh, some great rowers. And it just goes to show you what, what can be done. Yeah. You don't have to be in the biggest countries in the world to have somebody. You just have to have people who are obsessed with their sport and give it everything. Richard Dunn. Yes. Um, was talking uh, this week about... Do you know where Richard Dunn is living now? He's living... I, the only reason why I know this because he was talking about academies great point this is exactly what I was going to talk yeah, about well, that's fine but he mentioned Monaco and I said oh, it must be some team with a fa-. but it's actually Monaco of Monaco South of France he's living down he's in South living France, in yeah. Monaco yeah. how much money does Richard Dunn have but yeah he's living in Monaco French accent. and he started to compare um, talk about how he wouldn't put his son into an academy great piece um, anywhere yeah uh, he was saying that the, the, it's like a, a machine over in England where they're trying to get, to get them in four days a week, mm-hmm. uh, nine-year-olds in a four days a week uh, during the week. And they have their strength and conditioning coaches and dietitians and all this. Kind of, and you're like, kids are going to fall out of love in the game. Yeah. And he says, yeah, it's exactly the thing he said. They're not facilitating them to enjoy football. They're, faci- they're facilitating them to make footballers out of them and then discard any players who did he deem not good enough yeah. where he says over Monaco they train once a week and play and a match Monaco at the weekend it. and he says it's all about you know it's if they're out on the uh, street or you know whatever grass mm-hmm. uh, pitches they have they're out playing you know five six hours a day with their friends they'll make up for all the, the stuff they're, they're getting most of those. the quirky little tricks and flicks that all of us do at all levels pick up is from messing out in the garden messing, and, and playing bashing the ball against the wall and playing with your mates yeah, and playing, with, old, and playing yeah. against older kids and stuff like that so uh, yeah he's not a fan of the academy so yeah. all those people who are uh, all those clubs who are spending huge money on academies Richard Dunn reckons they're wasting their money yeah that's a great point and it's very interesting and it's the, my most important thing when I look at it with kids they, they have to love the game they have to enjoy the game and if that's slowly coming into it where it's a they all say it's a meat market. They all say it's a factory. It's slowly but surely coming to the fore more and more now over the last few years. And hence why a lot of the players are very robotic in the same stuff that they do yeah. now because yeah. they're literally all in these academies and you don't have these flare players anymore. Even yeah. in Brazil, it's the same. They the don't have the Samba-style boys. No, used to. no, they don't. And they're very rare. You do hear Damien Duff and, and Eamon Dunphy talk yeah, about yeah, the straight, straight footballer. Football. They got mentioned again last night. Did they? Yeah, right. it's, it, they're right, though. 
you know. Um, for some reason, I just caught the Epsom Derby yesterday. The oh, racing. Did yeah. you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Epsom no, was the, 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 the odds-on favourite. No, no, uh, second favourite. Oh, he obviously went out. Yeah, yeah. and um, but it was a it was a horse called Wings of Eagles. Yeah. Came in at forty to yeah. one for Aidan O'Brien. He was, an Aiden, he was one of the. He was kind of obviously one of the lesser. He fancied. Was, he was about. He could have been in about eight going into mm. the last fairlong and stormed through. My question is, Paddy Powers <laughs> and all the. All I'm these sure people. this goes on. Whatever you're going to ask, <laughs> yes, yes Paddy Power and all these type of people, they. They're professionals in what they do yeah. in, in judging a price yeah. for a horse or for a football team or top goals or and all that sort of stuff. How do they get it so wrong with a 40 to 1? Is it that these horses are held back during the year, do you think? Potentially. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it's, it's completely potentially or maybe or allegedly it's all that kind of stuff. But I wouldn't be surprised if stuff like that goes on. But with Aidan O'Brien, in fairness, when it comes to the big race and the big favourite, they usually come good pretty much with himself. I'll say that for sure. But uh, I was a bit definitely surprised that that one came through. But sure, I think the big story of that race was the thousand to one shot that got pulled out because I think it was kind of a bit of a charity thing where they were getting this amateur rider, Mangan, this yeah. lady. And yeah, they basically just said, no, she's not doing it. She's not qualified enough to get right. into the biggest race of the biggest flat race in the right. year. So they, so they were afraid she was going to win it. Potentially. You know, That's it. And especially a thousand to one. And I, I don't know the exact reason, Like, but maybe if the fact that they did well, is it going to make a bit of a mockery of... I don't know what's the real reason, but that was the biggest story of the run-up to it. They didn't want a woman winning the Epsom Derby That's with all their little top hats and monocles <laughs> and stuff like that. I say so. <laughs> okay, we're going to an ad. You're listening to Lizzie Side on 96.4 FM. Welcome back here to the big kickoff here in Liffey Sounds. You enjoy that show, you seem to enjoy that a lot more than you, you, you like a lot of the songs there. <laughs> Just love music, go on. Yeah, good stuff. Anyway, obviously the biggest story probably this week is unfortunately for uh, Tiger Woods. Uh, there's a rest there on Monday or Tuesday for a DUI. Um, it's kind of, a, 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 the, the footage of him, like the video outside the car and then obviously back at the station, it's, it's uncomfortable, it's sad actually, isn't it? It's uncomfortable. I, I think it's slightly unfair. Um, I'm not sure that it's the right thing to do go out and, and, and show videos of mm. someone just to make a holy show of them yeah. um, if it was you if it was me if it was anyone yeah, else yeah, yeah. I'm fairly sure no one else would want their, their, their video of their worst moment to yeah. be put out on, on uh, and that'll never viewing. go away now and he'll, every interview possible that they're going to be doing now they're going to bring it up and they're going to oh, I'll mess around for 10 minutes and then we'll slip it in or they'll go straight to it and yeah. but again I mean, it's a dangerous situation, yeah, so he has to true. be dealt with. That's no, fair I enough. Yeah. So we have uh, so two stories. Yeah, so we look into it, and of course, straight away you come up with all the, you, you, you remember all these great sport and the rest. So we're just going to look at some of the weird and wonderful, obviously some of the most famous ones. Um, but just a very quick one in football, because there's not much detail about it. But uh, there was one back in 97 with Patrick Kluivert. 
where it was actually vehicular homicide, basically. Yes, I remember. But the biggest thing about it, not necessarily for you or I around the world, but in Holland, this was massive news because he was a well-known in the world of drama and theatre. He was the director of one of the well-known theatres, I think, in in, um, in Amsterdam. But uh, it just opened up the hornet's nest, the great old hornet's nest of race and the divide in Holland, especially with the... With the football team, do you know the way? Anytime they have a bad tournament, it's like, oh, it's the blacks versus the whites and the whole lot. And this, this all came out and he got awful abuse. when he, he was still obviously with Ajax at the time and it just brought up everything in society in Holland again and it, he got an awful tower of time and I think that was the beginning and the end when he got out. But he, he got 240 hours community service for... He didn't get jailed that time? No. No. That probably didn't. I think he just broke through a red light and obviously, unfortunately, uh, Martin Putman was his name, was in a car coming, obviously doing the right thing, going through the lights. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's one of the like football. I stayed well clear of because it's not something you want to talk about yeah. <laughs> on a Sunday morning. There's no. some of them are just like, yeah, we we'll leave them ones alone. I have one. Um, Plaxico Barres. Yeah, All right, Amer- New York American footballer. Um, <laughs> New York Jets was it? No, Giants. 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 Uh, well, he could have been with them as well. I don't know. I t- well, I actually think he joined the Jets. Mm. After this yeah. uh, incident, and <laughs> I think that, that continued his woes. And was yeah. this an incident involving a nightclub? Wasn't yes. It? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's where not for Plaxico, we wouldn't know the dangers of carrying a loaded pistol in <laughs> in our sweatpants. Uh, for that, he's a hero. Uh, while parting at a nightclub, yeah, the New York Jets receiver accidentally fired around into his own leg. <laughs> now this is clever. So if he accidentally fired into his own leg. Uh, the, when the gun slid out of his elastic wrist or waistband, a witness reported hearing a loud popping sound and turned to see a clearly pained Barres. <laughs> you can imagine it. No one likes what it goes off in the pocket. <laughs> she, reported, she reported that the Super Bowl champion said simply, take me to the hospital, <laughs> while standing in a small puddle of his own blood. I'm sure he looked well. Unfortunately for Barres, a self-inflicted gun, or gunshot wound was the least of his problems. New York has some of the harshest concealed weapons laws in the uh, country, and he served two years in the slammer. Oh, interesting. Speaking, why, of, do you, why do you need to bring a gun to a nightclub? I mean, <sighs> protect. Uh, listen, that's it's, American. It's, it's gun my laws. right. That's, it's my right. Yeah, American yeah. gun laws. That's a different. Uh, you won't tell me what to do. Yeah, I'm not getting into that one. Uh, Leslie Hilton. Do you know him well? No, I'm yeah. Yeah. No. No. Famous uh, West Indian fast bowler from the. No. For, no, he had five caps for the West Indies, uh, but he's more famous for his death. Uh, he was hanged in 1955 for the murder of his wife, Lurleen. Um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> he claimed he had been trying to shoot himself and caught her instead. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And uh, he is all, he's known as the only test cricketer to be executed. No way. Yeah. That. So, could, could you imagine in the, in the courtroom when <laughs> yeah. you're kind of going, "I swear, I'm not going to, I'm not going to offend the people of the Caribbean," but you know what I mean, man. I was trying to shoot myself. She just That's walked in the room when I panicked. Yeah, I can imagine. The story I should have thought of that one. <laughs> I tried to shoot myself. Yeah. Hope Solo. Oh yeah, American female goalkeeper. Yeah. What do you know about Hope Solo? Uh, I've seen her in a few You've seen her, correct That's the answer that I thought oh. you would say Probably everyone would say they'd seen Hope Solo yeah. All right. uh, She catches the eye obviously to yeah. m- many a man But uh, don't always judge a book by its cover She is one 
two Olympic golds. Yeah. I think she won the World Cup with the United States. And she's married to a former American football player, uh, Jeremy Stevens, since August 2012, after she came back from the Olympics. Um, on 2000 and November 2012, so they've only been with each other three months, uh, Stevens was arrested on investigation of assault following an altercation that left Solo injured. The next day, the judge released him as there seemed to be no, not, not enough evidence, basically. And the couple wed the very next day. Ooh. Would you believe that? So this is obviously, the, this has turned into a beautiful uh, relationship. So how does she end up with the handcuffs on? Well, this is, this is the thing now. She was all, oh, actually, do you remember this? She was also one of the victims of the iCloud leaks. Do you know, remember the celebrity le- the leaks? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of all the nude pictures. Did you see any of them pictures? No, geez, no. No, nope. no. But you, what are you doing this evening? Nothing. Nothing. No, we'll, we'll say no. In 2014, <laughs> she was arrested after a fight at her sister's home in Seattle and charged with domestic violence. She was accused of assaulting a seven, her 17-year-old nephew and then her sister at a family gathering. And what way it started was she began arguing with her nephew about his aspirations to be an actor. He said she was upset and appeared to be drinking. I don't know how you appear to be drinking. Yeah, she either yeah. was or she wasn't drinking. And called him fat and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they got into a fist fight. And then when her sister, that's the nephew's mother, tried to break it up, Solo allegedly punched her in the face. Car papers say the nephew then broke a broom over Solo's head and pointed a BB gun to get her to leave. All right. Um, the trial, which started in November 2014, then was delayed uh, January 2015. Uh, the judge in January dismissed the case for lack of cooperation from both alleged victims. Uh, but then the prosecution got back on to the case and the charges have been reinstated in October 2015 and it is ongoing. Now, I think, um, I don't think she was very favoured. When she got arrested, I, I don't think she, she was, uh, appearing drunk, according to the nephew, appearing to drink. Uh, according to the police, she was well drunk and it was a lot of abuse with, uh, animal n- pig references and stuff like that. So I don't think she's, um, okay. I don't think she's as, as nice a person as she looks. Maybe not. Well, Junior Johnson. NASCAR driver. What was his crime? Would you have any idea? This is a this is a name that surprised me. Played the Backstreet Boys often. That's that's not a crime. Okay, that's not a crime. Let's move on. I'm kind of <laughs> moonshiny. Moonshine. Um, is that alcohol? Yeah, good old fashioned like moonshine from the from the thirties. Like Porter. Uh, basically. Uh, he's now famous for producing a line of fried pork skins and uh, country ham. But uh, back in the day when he was uh, in NASCAR, he was done for moot. His father was a lifelong bootlegger. Right. And his family experienced the largest alcohol raid in US history of 400 gallons of moonshine. He served one year for having an alleged still in his property, but he was never caught for transporting the liquor at high speeds across the borders. That's what that was his real job, obviously wow. being a driver. But uh, in December 26, 1986, good old Ronald Reagan decided to give him a presidential pardon and cleared him of all charges. <laughs> so, one of those good old fashioned stories. Ronald Reagan obviously took a sob story and went, Yeah, I like this guy, I'll, I'll, I'll let him away with it. Politics, huh? Oh, stop. But I think one of the weirdest and wonderful ones for me, and I'm going to take my time with this because. 
pronunciation is going to be a killer. But uh, the Takatsukazi Stable, sumo wrestling stable in Japan. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah, massive scandal back in June 26th of 2007 when Takashi Saito, a 17-year-old junior sumo wrestler who fought under the Shikona of Toki Taizan, known well, collapsed and died after a training session at the Taku... Gee, they're really trying me here. Takatsukazi Stables Lodgings. Let's just say they're in Japan, right? In Japan, yeah. Um, It emerged that he was beaten with a beer bottle and a metal baseball bat at the direction of his trainer. Saito's cause of death had been reported as heart failure, but his father insisted on an autopsy, which revealed the abuse. Saito's stable master, Jinichi Yamamoto, admitted to beating the 17-year-old novice who had only been in sumo for three months and ordered other sumo wrestlers to beat him due to Saito's vague attitude towards the sport. Mm. It was also a part of the Saito run away from the stable on a number of occasions. Yamamoto was expelled by the Japan Sumo Association and himself and three wrestlers from the stable were arrested in February of 2008 and were charged with manslaughter. In May of 2009, Yamamoto was sentenced to six years in prison and the incident brought substantial political pressure to the governance of the sport in Japan. Interesting. So, yeah. If you're, if, you're coming to, if you're coming to work in sumo, make sure you come. What was, the name, what was the name of the stables he was in? Takitsukazi. I think that was sounds brilliant. <laughs> right, I'm staying away from Japanese uh, news from now on. <laughs> Sonny Liston. Sonny Liston, yeah. Boxer. Yeah. Uh, I think he fought he, all Ali. the big he fought, boys. He fought Ali. He was around that probably, time. Probably in the uh, golden era was, for uh, heavyweight Muhammad boxing, Ali's, wasn't it? Uh, first world title, I think. Yeah. That was the famous yeah. one. Yeah. He fought much of his career with mafia leaders. Uh, they owned his contract. And he learned uh, boxing. The tra- uh, his trade by serving time in uh, in a Missouri penitentiary yep. jail. Uh, he once assaulted a cop, stole his gun, and upon his release was arrested again, impersonating a police officer and throwing another one into a rubbish bin. As you do, that's real. Um, the fall guy or something like that. Yeah. A- <laughs> a- the A team. No one dies, but they get thrown into a dustbin. Uh, during the confrontation with uh, Muhammad Ali in Vegas. Uh, he was in a casino and he fired two gunshots at Muhammad Ali's head. Huh. In reality, though, he carried a firearm with blanks just for that very uh, sort of occasion. Is that an intimidatory? Intimidation thing, yeah. yeah, just to let people know yeah. who, who he was and what he was about. The incident caused Ali to famously say, I act crazy, but he is crazy. <laughs> Liston died under curious circumstances when his body was found. And I, I did a little bit of research on this. His body was found in his Las Vegas home. His death remains a mystery. Some medical reports suggest a drug overdose, while others indicate heart disease. Just a little bit like your, uh, yeah. your Japanese one. Yeah. Just say it was the old ticker. And, but seemingly when they found him, his body was badly decayed and they couldn't actually do anything you know to to find out why mm. he um he was so badly decomposed and 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 same thing we could have done so many uh i still cleared american football because yeah not for sunday morning but you know what i did research on, on american footballers and there must be at least a hundred that you could go through yeah. without having to look hard yeah it's seems to be once the season's over they just go wild, wild. yeah Mostly uh, gun related as well. Mostly gun related, yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, you just go wild for six months. Six months off, oh. <laughs> with millions in the pocket. With millions in the pocket. Local programs, local presenters, local news. Tunes to Lucky Sound ninety six point four FM. 
Okay, welcome back to uh, Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. This is the big kickoff. I'm Dave, and you are? Roy. Yes. <laughs> you like that? Remember Morecambe Boys used to do that, I yeah. think. Anyhow, that's a long time ago. People won't remember Morecambe Boys. Um, our sporting story, we'll do a sporting story today. Uh, our sporting story today is uh, Brian O'Driscoll, who taught Austin Healy a lesson in boxing, seemingly. Have you ever had a fight, I mean a proper fight, a, a proper, you know, in a ring, proper fight, with a relative or teammate? <laughs> a teammate and work colleague, current work colleague, uh, 2001 Lions Tour in Australia, um, Austin Healy. Um, <laughs> it, the reason they, we were in a team room and it, it was a couple of weeks after Ron Nogara had had the head punched off him in a game and so Austin put the gloves on that were used for, for training and he went over to Raj and started digging him going, is it too soon, is it too soon? And then he said, Does, you know, do you want to go? And I don't know, stupidly I kind of said, I'll have a go at you. Um, I've never really boxed before so I put the gloves on and it was Austin, you know, the, the opportunity of giving Austin a hiding, you know. Not that, Fair enough. It's, a, it's an easy sell. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I kind of, I don't know what happened, but it kind of, I threw about five or six or seven or eight combinations and, and landed them all, and Austin didn't land a punch. And then all the rest of uh, the squad realized that Austin was going to get a hiding. And so particularly the English guys really got excited at this and kind of formed, <laughs> formed a ring around us. And then obviously I realized my luck was about to run out. So, you know, I, I told Austin, listen, you have a game at the weekend. I can't have you going out there with a split eye because I've pumped the head off you. So I'm going to have to leave it at that. And so I threw my gloves <laughs> Ah, I would have loved to have seen that. That would have been brilliant. I love to have seen that. And I love the way the English were the ones who were more into it because I'm sure they've all thought about it in the dressing room over the 10 or 15 years he's in the game. <laughs> oh, I love it. But uh, I think uh, we um, can go to the link. I think we will. It, this, is, uh, this is our link uh, for Back in Time. Welcome back. Yes, this is Back in Time. We're obviously going to go back to the wonderful year of 1997, where Candle in the Wind was the biggest song of the year for obvious reasons. You Mother of Jesus. If <laughs> <laughs> that, that song, oh God, go on. It was altered, obviously, for the, the untimely death of Princess Diana in Paris of that year. That, it might have been timed. You don't know that. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, Shano. You always yeah, say allegedly. Otherwise, we get yeah. into trouble. Uh, probably the biggest story in well Irish sporting story of that year was Ken Doherty finally getting his hands on the world championship one of only two players to win both world amateur and world professional champion other being Stuart Bingham Stuart Bingham was it 18-12 yeah. 18-12 um, against Stephen Hendry that was his first find he ever lost this is when Stephen Hendry was in his prime that's, our, that's, that's probably the last time we've had something to cheer about in snooker is it I'm sure they've won other titles after, but not, not, not as big important. As that. Not yeah. as big as that, yeah. yeah. yeah no. The biggest thing I remember is two days. You have to wait for two days for know, all these yeah. sessions. And it starts on a Sunday and you wait till Monday night about 10 o'clock, half 10 for it. At least it wasn't um, in, 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 in a one or two frame. Oh, yeah, like the drama for um, back in the day of Dennis Taylor. Dennis Black Taylor. Ball oh, that was, one, that was one of the greatest. But it wasn't that tight, so he yeah. he he, he, he probably helped him. It probably helped him that he he had that lead and he and he and he got through because Stephen Hendry at the time was was hot. Uh, um, 
he, he was hot at the time and oh, he, he was boring everyone yeah. up. So to get a little beat bit... Beat him in his prime is a yeah, massive thing. Beat him in his prime, but get that lead and be a little bit comfortable yeah. knowing that you could lose a couple of frames and yeah. still have the, that chance. But uh, yeah, no, it was a, it was a, it was a great occasion. Nah, it's, it's probably, and uh, another qu- another quick one, just to even just to give Tiger a, a boost because we know he listens. Uh, it was his first Masters title that year where he won by a devastating 12 shots and blitzed the field and the first African-American to win... Uh, the masses, which I'm sure went down well, but a few of the old guard of the, of the clubhouse. Wasn't there a rule in in Augusta that they didn't yeah. have any? I don't, um, I don't know exactly when it was. I don't know when it stopped or when. I, I don't know when they decided, but maybe it was the emergence of the Tiger. I'm not sure. I think I actually think it was. I think it was the uh, the emergence of him because I think when he was coming up through the ranks, they seen and he was getting so much uh, media coverage yeah. that I think there was pressure there. They couldn't couldn't be seen not to have yeah. him in. Yeah. If he was an average Joe golfer, yeah. he probably wouldn't have got in. Yeah, you know, sure, but sure. this fellow was going to be, and I mean, he named Tiger, yeah. so he had to what get in. <laughs> what a name! What? <laughs> <laughs> so he, I think they've put severe pressure on them to, yeah. to put yeah. in. Um, I'm sure some people didn't like it, but oh, that's their. But problem. he destroyed them absolutely. Uh, destroyed from start them. to finish, and obviously looking at them in the famous red top in the last round every time. I always gets it's always it always gets you going. It's brilliant to see him, yeah. and uh, it's. Hopefully he might come back even just to play a couple of rounds. But maybe this is the reason why he's struggling at the moment. Maybe he knows himself. This is the beginning, the end, and his career's over. You wouldn't know. It's looking like that. But I mean, how many times has he tried to come back? Apparently he's had three sur- surgeries on his back and about seven on his, on be, his knees. So it can't be good opening up your back all yeah, the time. And yeah. you know, it's, it can't be good for you. Can't yeah. be good for. You. And he said actually that he feel he felt in the last few weeks yeah. the best that he's ever felt. But then at the end of the interview, oh yeah, but I still can't swing for three months. Yeah. So Jesus, and he still needs to take how it. much pain he's been in constantly. If he still, yeah. if that's the best he felt, felt, but he still can't swing a club, and he's still taking them, and he's still taking them tablets. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. um, we have a song from this year. Yeah, I think we have to go with this because of uh, Will Grigg, Shane Long, and any other bloody striker whose name has been attached <laughs> to this, this song, and obviously been made famous from Euro 2016. It's you don't even have to play. We, we, know where it's going. We, we know where it's going. This is Gala Free From Desire. My lover's got no money, he's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no power, he's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no fame, he's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no money, he's got his strong beliefs. One more and more, people just want more and more freedom and love. What he's looking for, one more and more. Na 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 I love it. Will Griggs on fire. Will Griggs. <laughs> And then he never gets never a minute at the Euros. It was the biggest song of was the it? whole summer. And then we jump on it with Shane Long. And then the poor fella doesn't even get a minute. God bless Wigan for coming up with that one. And fair play to Michael O'Neill. He didn't buckle under the pressure of having to bring yeah. him on. I wonder if he was stubborn about it though. Did he go, <laughs> no, ah, no. Yeah. They can have their fun with the song. Good luck. Uh, massive one in 1997. Staying up late in the middle of the night for this one. Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield. Do you remember it well? Um, I do remember it well. And, uh, Tyson got peckish. <laughs> he got a package. Yeah, it was one of the most anticipated uh, fights. Of course, it was uh, after Tyson got beaten. Exactly. And he was his, after his stint in jail and all that. Jail, and he was yeah. Slowly but surely on the comeback. Slowly but surely looking a little bit mean and nasty again. And Nasty was right. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he definitely took it to the, to, to the prison. So what way did it pan out in the fight? Oh, well, um, the fight was 
okay and whatever but slowly but surely you could see him kind of get nuzzling into him a few times yeah. and really getting in him and Holyfield jumped up once and gave the kind of he's had to bite me kind of thing to ref and did nothing about it and slowly but surely you can see him properly going right in vampire style and all of a sudden he's hopping up and down squealing and squealing and squealing and then you can just see this little lump on the ring yeah. where it's uh, the top of his ear fights over disqualified the lot it wasn't just a little lump though was it oh, it was yeah, a good proper, chunk that yeah. he took out yeah yeah, and it's more nightly plastic surgery to get it back on yeah, again. The head, the head was gone, I presume. He spat it out, did he? Yeah, he spat it out. You could, you could see it. They zoomed in, and it was that there it was in the bottom of the ring, yeah. just sitting there. And uh, I'll always remember it because, you know, you're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and uh, then for that to happen, it was just a killer because yeah. it was a proper, proper heavyweight fight. And the heavyweight fights are always the biggest and most exciting. But yeah, couldn't believe it. What else? What else? Oh, the Grand National. Grand, oh, this is Grand now, National didn't start till a Monday of that year. The most, that? the most disappointing Grand National ever because you kind of lost out. Yeah. To and uh, unfortunately with the news today, lost out again. Uh, not lo- lost out, but they deterred us from uh, terrorists. Yeah. Deterred us from uh, enjoying there was, uh, ourselves. Bomb scare. Yeah. Uh, um, issued into Aintree, uh racetrack that day, and uh, for security me- measures, they had to evacuate. And um, was it? Was there an actual bomb, or was it just a scare? Sure. Uh, they, it was called in. Okay. So unless the intention was just to disrupt everything and the whole lot. So it wasn't till the Monday that it went. But I always remember Des Lynham looking so uncomfortable because being from Ireland himself, and I know he never over-advertises that because maybe you're not supposed to be yeah. a BBC presenter like your Terry Wogans and all these guys. But you could see it that day he wasn't happy. And you could see it in his eyes. And he, I think he felt the fact that he was Irish as well. He definitely felt uncomfortable. And yeah. He almost wanted to say I'm a bit ashamed of... What's gone on in a hot? But you could see he kept the cool. But you could just—they were the two. He was dying to get personal. The two disappointing moments in Grand National history that day. <laughs> and remember the false start. Oh, and the poor uh, Eshenes. I think maybe I don't know what the name of the horse, but God that won it. Yeah, he thought he won it, and then he's told. Yeah, sorry, pal. And it went all. It went all the way around. Did the whole two yeah. circuits? So how, that was it. That was a dead race get, that year, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, it, it was, was dead race. Yeah, but how did he get around two circuits? I, I, they were waving like mad in front of a couple of the fences, but. The guys are in the race and they yeah, just thought, just I think, one game of, face I think the jockey said he just thought it was like a crazed fan or somebody who just gets on yeah, trying yeah, to make yeah. a name for himself or protesters. Because there was a lot of protesting going on where they were getting in front of fences and stuff and just getting in the way. So, uh, and then uh, massive news that this year, a dog sled racing channel. What? <laughs> the idea trod trail sled dog champion was won by Martin Booser with lead dogs Blondie and Fearless. Do not ask me any more questions. I seen the headline and thought, I better put that in. No, we have to ask more questions. What, what's it was done in? Uh, let's go with uh, somewhere in the Rockies, maybe. All right, all right. <laughs> but I just seen. It was, I was looking at sporting headlines. Obviously, <laughs> another big one that year was uh, Dortmund. When Dortmund weren't really the Dortmund that we all know, yeah. beating Juventus in the Champions League with uh, Scotland's own Paul Lambert. That's right. Yeah, he, did he move to Celtic after, after that? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. I he wasn't was, really. Well, I presume he was known by Scottish football, but the rest of us. Well, I, rem- I remember that, and I don't think I really remember him before going to Dortmund. Oh, absolutely not. I knew. And there was a lot of stuff about oh, the Scottish fella going to play in the, in yeah. the European Cup final. Like Hargreaves with Bayern Munich yeah. years later. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of, oh, who's this guy? Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did well at Celtic then after that. Yeah. Um, song. Ah, the source with Candy Stanton. You've got the love. You've got the love. Sometimes I feel like throwing my hands up in the air. I know I can count on you. Sometimes I feel like saying, Lord, I just don't care. But you've got the love I need to see me through. Sometimes it seems the boy is just too rough. 
and we're back. God, we got we got we got talking here to our half the interview was over. Guests. Yeah, half the interview was <laughs> over. Okay, uh, joining us today on the show is a is a nice young man with a lovely smile. That's a you weren't up early enough for yeah, a song. Yeah, it, it, it's a reference to the song we played earlier on. Uh, this morning is one of the most promising footballers to come out of Ireland in years. With a combination uh, of composure not seen since Alan Hansen's last days and a reading of the game that's well beyond his years, Conor Maston's footballing foundations were excellently, excellently developed, I have to say that, at schoolboy <laughs> club Lucan United, which caught the eye of numerous Premier League clubs with Liverpool Football Club finally convincing him that Anfield was the right place to progress and develop his talents. Connor, welcome to the big kickoff. Thank you, delighted to be here. Okay, we have your little hold on, you talk again. Connor, go. Thank you. There we are, we have you. <laughs> so we know he's delighted to be here, that's good. Um first of all, how how long are you home? I'm home for a month. For a month? Yeah. Um, when did you get back? I go back the third of June. Or July, sorry. Third of July. And is it good to be home? Yeah, it's brilliant. Is is your mammy making a fussy uh, yeah. getting your breakfast in <laughs> yeah. bed? Oh, I'm loving it at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's it like? Uh, just the difference between obviously being at home, uh, not in comparison. It'd be great if, if 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 everyone was living with you and you could go to yeah. to, to a football. But what's it like uh, where you are staying now? What is it? What kind of place are you staying in? And, and actually, I'm I'm living in Diggs, but I'm actually moving into town. With do you know Queevee and Callagher plays in the Ireland team? Yes, yes. Yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah, we're moving together into uh, the city centre. Oh, very into good. Into Rodney Street. So yeah. Very good, very good. And was it was it in a Diggs that you were with? with? Yeah, I was with Diggs in Rainhill. Okay. And yeah, I really enjoyed that. At first, I was a bit like nervous, and you know, you're a bit homesick. But after a while, you get used to it. Yeah. And how how did what helped with the homesick? Did did, did parents come over, or did you, was there plenty of phone calls? And yeah, you just have to get through, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Toughen just, it up. Yeah, toughen yourself and up. Yeah. Basically. Is it with other lads in the squads, or is it family digs? Uh, it's a family digs, but you. There's like two or three of us yeah, this day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so. Bit of home cooking. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, obviously numerous clubs were after you originally, yeah. all right? So you had you probably had your choice at, at the time. Yeah. Why, why Liverpool? Um, basically, it's very like Dublin. The people are very like nice and they're kind and that's really one of the main things. Yeah. And obviously, I supported Liverpool as well. That was Get another you. big We thing. all have our problems. He's gone up another notch. But yeah, that's really the main thing. The way they treated me when, the, when I when I went over was really nice. And funny now, when I was in Liverpool, they have uh, there was on, a, a, on a stag weekend or something like you weren't obviously on no, it was, over there. It was yeah, cultural, yeah, cultural, yeah, right? And on the wall there was uh, a bit of street art on it, and it had Liverpool, Ireland's thirty third county on it. So th- there is a, 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 a fast, bond fast. there between Liverpool yeah, a connection, and definitely and, is, yeah. and, and thing. Uh, you wanted to ask Bugo a question, but uh, there's uh, one and only question I have to start with because it's just. This is when you know you kind of make it. When or how did you find out your face got into FIFA this year? Oh, <laughs> I actually didn't know. Some uh, some young lad texted me on Instagram and I just he said you're on uh, you're on FIFA. <laughs> I couldn't. I didn't know myself actually. How quick did you get on it? Uh, I just got on it and quickly got the game and went to have a look. <laughs> you're straight into so the Liverpool team, were you? <laughs> So you're obviously not informed by anyone for image rights or something like that, or obviously not. Like it's just no, no. I didn't know. I actually didn't know. Well, I'm going to read out some of your stats on FIFA. <laughs> I don't know if you're happy with them. Pace 58. No, I think that needs to go up. A that go yeah, up a yeah, bit. Yeah, fair enough. Shooting and passing 33. That's no, shocking. That's shocking. Huh? You are. <laughs> not, I'm not saying you. Don't even know what you have you on the show. <laughs> Dribbling 36, and then they give you defense 61 and physical 
63, your physical side on, on your game now, has it improved yeah, since? Yeah, definitely. Since I've gone over, like do, gym do, work and stuff. Do you do extra work yourself? Yeah, I do like extra run and sometimes with the coaches you do extra a bit just to improve yourself. You have to do it. And I think last year I was uh, talking to your dad that you were doing a bit of work back here on your time oh, off, yeah, were you? I did, yeah, when I came back I was really going at it. I went three times a day. Right, three times but, a day. Yeah, and then Saturday and Sunday I'd have a rest and then I'd go again. Alright, very good. Yeah, no, so no rest then for the wicked. You just, yeah, I've got to do that to improve yeah, and keep improve, up with everyone. Because yeah. everyone else is probably doing that as yeah, well, are they? Yeah. Plus, you have to follow a plan anyway before you go back. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. get checked. Uh, I read them. Is your squad number 87? It was last year. Last year, yeah. was it? Ah, it was right. 64 this year. Oh, you're getting there. You're getting <laughs> <laughs> are you kind of told as the season here, this is, this is your squad? Basically, number? you get your. When you go in the first day, you get your kit. Yeah. So we wear that for training stuff. So I'm number 64, so <laughs> that's what happens. Bugger's going to explode yeah. in excitement here. Calm down. Work rate medium. you got to sort that out. <laughs> and your value. How much do you think you're valued? Couldn't tell you how much. Go on, go on. Nice. He's going to say 10 million or something. 325k they have you down for. That's cheap. That's cheap, isn't it? we got potential there. Getting back at Luca. <laughs> For the juniors, hard to say. <laughs> uh, so when you first move across, did you notice any differences in the coaching sessions? Obviously, there there is. Uh, what are they? The difference in the coaching sessions at, at Liverpool compared um, to elite football in, in in Ireland? Obviously, with Lucan and Liverpool, there's the, the session like you're training every day with Liverpool. With Lucan, you only train like twice a twice week. Twice a week, yeah. So that's a big difference. But like in pre-season, then when I go back, I'll train twice, three times. Like when we go back at the start of the season to get us ready for the season, and when we get into the season, we'll train once a week and stuff. So, right. what about the actual sessions themselves? What, what what was the major difference in the session itself? Right? Um, probably just playing with better players, to be honest. Okay, all right. You're getting tested all the time. Right. Yeah. So coaching was. It's not. It's not far off, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. All it's right. just basically you're playing. The with, level is. The, is the up. level is higher. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you have to be sharper, more concentrating. That's basically it. Yeah. Um. So on a, on a, on your daily basis, how often how often what is what is your daily or weekly say like when the season's in up and running, right? Um, well, if I'm in an early start, so we'll start at nine, go in, get my breakfast, we'll do that, and then we'll do injury prevention before training. We do that about ten, and we then go out to train at like eleven. What would in, what would uh, <coughs> injury prevention entail? Just uh, like you know. Core, okay. Working on your muscles, strength work, kind yeah, of strength, thing. strength and conditioning, basically. Okay, okay. And then we'll do the train. That will be half twelve. We'll come back in, get some lunch in the canteen, <clears throat> and then um, about two o'clock we'll go and do proper gym, heavy right. weights. So that's what we do. Brilliant, brilliant. So uh, not as much free time as I would have thought in the afternoon. No, no and I think really. I think I think a lot. Of, that's probably a good thing as well because <laughs> for we've seen. Uh, the likes of Keith Gillespie years ago yeah. um, who have too much time in their hands and yeah. they end up going out, out, <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> out, out, or uh, end up gambling or anything like that. So to have your mind occupied all the time is probably yeah. is, is a I good thing. I presume that's kind of well drilled. Yeah. Do you guys watch yeah. it? Yeah. Like we have our own like programmes to do every day, so... So do you lash all the box sets on yeah. the couch? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> What's your favourite box set you at the moment? Um, prison Break, yeah. Oh, I love Prison Break. I actually haven't seen the last season. Yeah, prison Break's good. Did you see it all? Oh, yeah, uh, back in the day. 
No, but the new season's out. Oh, no, new season, no. no. Oh, you haven't seen the new no. season? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, I didn't see... It's a new season. I think the third one I didn't see. I'm watching Banshee. Did you ever see Banshee? No. Watch Banshee. House of Cards is back, so that's all I'm involved in. We're not getting the box set. <laughs> when you went over and you did your first few sessions, train sessions, maybe after a month or two, was there something you, you thought, God, I'm going to really have to work on this aspect yeah, of my game? I the jump from 16s to 18s when I went over was massive. Because you think you're, you're all great in 16s and then yeah. you go to 18s, you realise... You're not. You're not. Yeah, it's strength one of the, bit, the yeah, that big is, factors. But basically... Just becoming a full-time footballer. Yeah. It takes its toll. Right. You don't realise until you... So when, when, when people are turning around saying, God, all these is playing football and he's moaning about yeah. being tired at the yeah. end of a season. Do you feel it from the difference between the start of the season and the end of the season? Yeah. At the end of the season, physically, do you really... Yeah, yeah, physically I was tired this year. Like, this what year about, was a big year. What so. about mentally? Did, did, yeah. It's that's like when you're you're at home now, you're probably thinking, I don't have to think about too yeah. much. I'll do my own thing. That's a big, it's a very big thing, to be honest. Because yeah. mentally, you're just constantly focusing, focusing, wanting to get the best out of yourself. And then when the season ends, you can just think, poof. Yeah. I needed so that, yeah. So when you, when, you're, when you went from 16s to 18s, and was it then 23s, was that? Yeah, it? yeah. What, what are the differences from 16s to 18 and 18 to 20 and in your daily routine with, with uh, well 16s you, you're still in school basically so you go in at 5 you train so you're in school all day and then you go in at 5 okay. but 2 days of that week we have like it's called um, oh, what's it called again it's like you get it's like a free day okay where you come in and you like basically do what the 18s do come in in the morning have your breakfast go through come in in the morning have your breakfast and you just go through the routine that the 18s do. So they're trying to kind of get us into the routine of yeah. what the 18s do. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. And to, with the 23s now, is there any difference? What do you know well, the difference yeah, was? The 23s is um, we train at the exact same time as the first team. Okay. With the 18s, you didn't. So, so does, does that mean that every now and again you're mixing in with the, 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 the first yeah. team or playing so, game matches, practice matches or anything? Yeah. So yeah. if they own a practice match, yeah, basically. Okay. They'll call and some players. The 23 is mostly based up in Melwood now or is it? No, no. Still in Kirby. And the seniors, do you know any? <coughs> they're coming down, I heard. Is there? Yeah. In two or three years, they're going to bring it all together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the big boss man be watching all the time. Yeah. So have you have you nuts anyone in training uh, from the first uh, team and went? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you know when you play rondos, like yeah, 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 we yeah. done that. I done that to Moreno and Milner. So. Did you? Yeah, they didn't, they <laughs> didn't they like it. No, nah, they don't like it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I've seen you play numerous times, and I've seen you play practically every position. Probably goal. I don't know if you yeah, played in goal, no, but. Practically every position, and you look really comfortable in all positions. And actually, when you went into those positions, you made a difference in those positions. Yeah. Uh, now, that, I, this is from back in schoolboy time. You're with you're in centre back. Liverpool are moulding you as a centre back, yeah. probably because your ability on the ball, which are feet, you've good yeah. feet, um, inside outside. You know, comfortable. Uh, what position excites you on the pitch, and <laughs> is centre back on the pitch, and is centre back? the position that you actually want to play in or is it the position that you're just comfortable playing in? Um, that's a good question. When I was younger, yeah, I used... But probably when I was younger, yeah, I played many positions, but what I really loved playing was left left wing. Yeah. I used to love playing left wing when I was younger. Yeah. But if I was to say, yeah, when I play centre-back, I'm just... I'm a good talker and I'm a leader now. Yeah. I've brought that to my game and it's just brought me on a lot. Yeah. 
yeah. and I think from the back I can just direct everyone yeah and, and I, 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 when I see I see your reading of the game so yeah. I don't necessarily see you go to ground a lot yeah. obviously you have to at times but I don't see you going to ground a lot so I see that you read the game very well do you think that's one of the reasons why yeah, they have that, you in there that is a very good reason I think yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah I just I'm comfortable in that position I know what, what's around me and how to play it so it's just and what feedback would you get back from the coaches over there on your on your game is um, there... basically they just want me to you know work on the, the basics to just because once you can if you're the best defender you're going to play isn't it yeah, yeah the football they said to me my technical ability that we don't need to improve on. Right. It's just basically my defending. And once I do that, hopefully... Limit mistakes. Limit mistakes. Head the ball, kick the ball. Don't let the f- forward score, basically. Yeah, it's just simple, isn't it? Yeah, simple. But <laughs> just do the right thing. But it is, though. It's a simple game, and that's the best way to do it. So, obviously, how obviously because they're in two separate training facilities, how often does the likes of club come down to you, or is it more reports are sent back to him? Yeah. Basically, he gets reports every yeah. day about us. And sometimes he'll call us up and, yeah, to train with them. What's it like when <coughs> some of the lads get called up and you're the one still there? Do, do the lads go, oh, fair play, or is it a bit of, why am I going up uh, here? You no, because you, everyone gets that chance to yeah, get me. So exactly. you're not really, there's no real mood about it, really. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone gets that chance. And obviously getting the nod for the Exeter FA Cup. Oh, yeah, that was that was a great experience. Was that literally with a couple of days to go you got the literally, nod? Literally, yeah. This was yeah. about two days. Because it was on the Friday evening of that game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He taught, I went to train with them Tuesday. And then Pepin Linders, who used to coach me, he's up a clock now. <clears throat> he said, uh, come back in Wednesday. We want to see you. And so basically... Just, just snowball from there. Sn- yeah. and did you know you were in the travelling party, but you, you weren't basically, in the actual squad at the time? No, I was just travelling. I just went yeah. down to Exeter. I didn't even know I was going to be on the bench. Oh, so did you have gear? Yeah, I had, oh, they have yeah. all the gear. All the gear yeah. all the time, yeah. Yeah. They have Different world, isn't it? It's just different world. <laughs> yeah, they had all the gear. Hadn't even cleaned your boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it, but in I've been as a trainee. Do, do they still do all the kind of cleaning the boots for the professionals nowadays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. they? And we have our own jobs and I'll clean the dress. Whose boots room. are you looking after? Well, I've cleaned Milner's. Yeah, Milner's boots. Does he look after you at Christmas. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Good man. <laughs> is he as boring as they say he is, or is that more just an act? Uh, nah, he's he's a nice guy. I like yeah, him a lot. He probably yeah. hopes that you're going to play left full so he can get out of that position. <laughs> he doesn't like it in there, does he, yeah, in left full? Um, so, with Klopp, does, do you get much communication from him? Yeah, well, basically, um, I went away to La Manga, didn't I, with the That's first right, yeah. team. And we had, like, a... After the... It was, like, the four days, the warm weather train, we went out for, like, a quiz night. It was, like, a night out, basically. But I was on Klopp's team for the quiz, and he started talking to me and asking me questions and all, wanting to get to know me, so that was nice. Is he as, as, as mad as, as he looks? Like, eccentric, not mad, eccentric. You know, he's, he's very out there, very like a person. I'm not, yeah, I, I wouldn't be a Manchester United or a Liverpool fan, I'd be probably more of a Manchester United fan, but it's very hard not to like him. Yeah, he, I like him a lot. He's just, the way he treats his players, he just treats them very well, and he lets them do what they want to do. And yeah. it seems like they all want that they, hug at the end of the game yeah don't they? Yeah, yeah they all walk over towards them you know you haven't played well yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so we were there and Brendan Rodgers was there yeah Brendan actually signed me when I came he home. signed you yeah Is, what, what, what would the difference be between him and, and, and Klopp you know like this Klopp's all about the press and mm. sort of the heavy metal football he called it yeah. where Brendan Rodgers was more like you know sort of Barcelona pass yeah. pass yeah. pass yeah. it was more like technical but not saying it's not technical anymore, but like it's just more intense. Get the ball forward quicker. 
on yeah. that clock, yeah. And just just as much an emphasis <coughs> as off the ball as it is on Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Right, I think what we'll do, we'll, we'll, we'll give Connor a break, get, get his composure back, and we'll, we'll take an ad. Broadcasting to Lucan, this is Lippy Sound, 96.4 FM. Okay, we're back with Connor Maston. It's the big kickoff on 96.4 FM on Liffey Sound. Um, when you're here now, what, what's, what's your routine now for the next uh, few weeks? What will you do? Well, this week I've took like a, a break, so I'm relaxing okay. at the moment. But um, tomorrow I'm with, do you know Mark Keneally, the Olympic runner? Yes, yes. Yes, I'm working with him for the next like three, four weeks to just basically get me fit. And, get you, keep you. Yeah, he has his own place up in Selbridge, so. Okay, and what about your fitness compared to first team players? Is there a, a, a difference or is all on the same level fitness-wise? Uh, no, obviously because they're men. Well, I'm only young now, yeah. but they're, they're men. Yeah, they're yeah. more like... Fully developed. Yeah, fully developed. So they'd probably be a bit fitter, but I wouldn't be. I wouldn't say I'm like, you know, unfit or... Yeah, yeah, but you're good for your, for your age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. Is there a Liverpool way of coaching? Like, if you... You must be around... Uh, the academy and stuff like that have a look at do they have a way of coaching I know a manager will have his own type yeah. of game but through the academy say you're at under 16 level do they have a way that they ask us to play or yeah they always want us to play basically pass the ball they don't want us to boot it up the pitch okay. as, they, as they say yeah 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 yeah. and do they um, when does it kick in that the, the manager's ideals uh, basically yeah. when you hit 18s and 23s oh that's it yeah. then Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, he's were knocked out by City in the U Cup last week. Yeah, right? I seen the final this year. That's the only reason why they looked a tidy outfit. Did yeah. they kind of dominate the 18s this year? Yeah, it's split into two like groups: the Northern and the Southern. Yeah. They won our league. Yeah, and Chelsea won their league. And then the top four teams of the both leagues come together. Yeah. So we got into the top. We came third, I think, in the Northern. Northern. Yeah. And then we come together and we play each other. It's like seven games at the end of the season, so you play the, all the best teams. And basically. seriously intense for them few, is it for them few weeks. Yeah, so you just play, play each other once, is it? In you play each other once, yeah. So you play Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City, West Ham it was, Reading, Man United, and I think it was Blackburn who got into the And obviously one. it's still just as tasty playing the likes of United and Everton at that level. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, would, you yeah, get, would you notice there'd be a few extra people going yeah, to watch them games? definitely. Like, yeah, yeah. The bigger games, there's always a bit extra. Yeah. Especially United because they're so close. And then obviously just a quick one in La Manga. Did you win the five side tournament? Am I right? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> See the picture. Not on his own. Now. Not on his own. But yeah, who was in it? Was it Milner? Milner was on with him. Uh, Wijnaldum. Uh, who was it? Firmino. Awesome. Mignolet. Your roommate. Yeah, my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> what was he like? Yeah, he was a lovely fella. Yeah. Yeah. He's nice. Yeah. He looks like he'd be just chilled. He's dead out. chilled. Yeah. 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 just sit down there and be quiet there so <laughs> the telly. I can imagine <laughs> yeah. it's probably just as well you got someone like that and not a, a, an El Has Juff character <laughs> someone like that who was just <laughs> mental uh, so yeah you made it onto the, the first team bench what's your, what's your aims for this year do you, do you think you could push for you know an EFL start or time on the pitch or? yeah well that's what I'm hoping basically so I'm going to go back try and be one of the best players in the 23s and then hopefully and be a part of the, as you say, the cups and okay. And how do you feel? It's going with the twenty threes. Yeah, it's going well. I was eighteens last year, and they moved me up during the mid season. So yeah, they're and they're pushing me. Pre season squads, obviously, will there be a bit of room? Yeah, hopefully, 
you know, I get the nod to go with them. We'll just have to wait and Would see. Would the game against Bilbao be a bit too close to the state season start, or you never know? Uh, never know, yeah. Yeah, sure, of course, I can change yeah. it. And obviously, one of your teammates, you said, who's now going to be your roommate, Cueven Keller, yeah. a, he was he was asked about changing goalkeepers and stuff, and he actually mentioned him in the same breath as the lads. So he obviously holds him in quite high regard. Yeah, yeah, he does, yeah. Is he hoping to feature maybe a bit more this year? I think it's a bit difficult, more yeah. difficult for goalkeepers. Position, yeah. yeah. But, but it's good that he's yeah he's, he's, he's involved. Still, he's in that group that he's yeah. talking about as his goalkeepers, and he doesn't want to buy one this year. He said, yeah, because no. he mentioned Carrius, Minilay, and even Quivian, which is obviously good. Yeah, oh, that's good. Which is a good nod. So yeah, he's obviously good enough in his eyes. Yeah, he. I think he is. Yeah. He's a very good goalkeeper. Yeah. Well, if he's um, we've seen the Minilay, his yeah. probably not consistency. Yeah, uh, same with Carrius. So if you can put any sort of decent run of form, you always have a chance. Yeah. I think it's shown with. The lads he brought in uh, was it Woodburn? Yeah, Woodburn and Alexander Arnold. And oh, it, who is Ajaria? Ajaria, Ajaria. Obvious. Yeah, is he with Liverpool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was when I was looking up your your FIFA status, right? <laughs> and underneath it was comments underneath it, and they're going, "Who is this fella, Masterson?" Right? <laughs> I thought, this is gas. He says. Who is this fellow? I've never heard of him. Why is Nigeria? He seemed he's not in FIFA. Did you yeah, know that? he wasn't in FIFA? Was he that? Was he good? Did <laughs> <laughs> you get stick off the boys when they eventually found out? Or? Yeah. No, they were all like, they couldn't believe it was yeah. in FIFA, so it was funny. <laughs> uh, and then there was comments like, oh yeah, this man is a master. He's a master or son of a master. Carry on, I'd love that. Uh, psychology and mental health work. Uh, how often... Do they work on, on that side of your game? Yeah, well... Or do they do much? They do, like, social media, do you mean? Or? Uh, even, like, do they prepare you for uh, your downtime? Do they... Yeah. Yeah. They do, like, we have meetings all the time and about what we're doing, where we are. Okay. And they're, they're always basically checking up on us. And, oh, are they? So you can't really get up to much of you. <laughs> you're, so you're constantly under the microscope with yeah, them, are you? Yeah, okay. basically. All right, yeah, no, that's good. Because uh, I, I often wondered what, what way they... I said we heard loud stories about uh, former footballers and, and you wonder what way they... And even, even players, when they came uh, across to England, that foreign players, they used to say, right, there's your hotel, go to your hotel, and that was it. They used to stick you in the hotel and they didn't really communicate with them because you're on... 100 grand a week or 50 grand a week or whatever yeah. you should be happy so Liverpool are always in con in contact with you always making sure that you're yeah. alright or uh, yeah making sure we're alright and making sure like we're happy if you get me yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're happy yeah I am happy I'm, okay. I love life at the moment <laughs> <laughs> just a quick one on the social media I presume that's a minefield yeah and so it's very much like yeah, yeah they, they're stick, very yeah. strong on that yeah like you can't like be putting keep it up very safe, very safe. Yeah, especially around like you know when Hillsborough happened and stuff. Yeah. We can't put that on social media that right. day or right. Yeah, basically no real you know drinking or yeah. smoking or anything. Yeah, look at me having fun with my mates, kind of all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can obviously put up a picture, yeah. but not like you know out of proportion. Yeah, yeah. And you certainly don't want to turn into a, a, a Jack Wilcher who yeah. Jack. no Jack, Jack Wilcher who has. Unbelievable amount of talent, but obviously he hasn't been putting it. You know, you seen the pictures going out to nightclubs, smoking and stuff like that. Yeah. Do they? Did they talk to you about your? Obviously, they talked about your your diet, your nutrition, and all about yeah, smoking well -being, and stuff yeah. like that. They talked to us about our well being. Like yeah, so. and and it's it, it, is it? No, they, they don't. Did they, they say do don't? It. Just don't. 
Just don't do it. Just don't. Basically. All right, because it was funny when Arsene Wenger came out about um, Jack Wiltshire. He didn't really say, mm. don't. He says, kind of said that that's his downtime, you know, or whatever like that, but he shouldn't be smoking. But maybe it's the whole kind of, I won't. Lash him out. I won't, but I'll do it behind the scenes yeah, yeah, possibly. Maybe. maybe that's what yeah. In the Liverpool squad that you've trained with, uh, 23s included, uh, is there anyone that you look at and go, you're, you're amazed by how good that player is? Yeah. Who's that? Probably, he's been injured all this year. Sturridge is, I think, is the best player. Is he? Yeah. When he wants to go for it, he's... He, he has just, everything. He has everything. So, and that, obviously that's ahead of... The I think a lot of fans notice that, though, to be honest. We do notice it. It's just the injuries and stuff. And so yeah. sometimes... Sometimes he does give the impression that, is he up for it today? I don't know. But it could yeah. be because he's out of position and stuff like that. But he's got it. He's got it that the others don't. He does, though. That's the frustrating thing. His quality does. and finishing. What's the difference between him and Coutinho? Coutinho's more like you play on the ball. Sorry, yeah. go on. Yeah. Um, Coutinho's like more cl- like, you know, in the midfield, but playing, keeping the ball. Yeah. When when it comes to forwards, storage gets the ball to storage and he just... Yeah, he'll rip you some. <laughs> he definitely seems to be the easiest that can beat players in the Liverpool. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Okay, <laughs> stop grilling them, and uh, we're gonna do this. Ooh, yeah, beat the brain. So this is our little segment, beat the brain. Uh, it's our quiz. Oh, I'm getting the character. Uh, oh yeah, you're getting the character. Yeah, yeah. David Bogle uh, believes he is a, 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 a sporting god. Is that what you think, yeah, knowledge-wise? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, so knowledge. he calls himself the brain. So what we're going to have today is Beat the Brain Liverpool special. Oof. Connor Masterson versus David the Brain Bugger. All right? <laughs> You're the guest. You can take questions A, which will go first, or question B, which will go second. The millionaire music. Now we'll put the, don't we put the tense music in now. Which yeah. a, or, a or B, first or second? Um, B. B. Bottle in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay here we go bit of tense music right so dave Ugh. you're up first yeah go for all it. right we should do the new do you know the way to have the new penalty shootout system yeah 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 what's that system called uh, abba it's oh, abba yeah, yeah go go a first. bba then he then connor go then connor go again it, it yeah whatever we we'll move on i want to okay move right on. dave which player in liverpool special which player made the most appearances in the league this season that just finished James Milner. Do you have an idea, Connor? No. Have a guess. Have a guess. Who do you mean it's not Milner? Not Milner, no. Not no. Milner. Um, Lovren. No. 37 games, Nathaniel Klein. Oh, 37 yeah. out of 38. He's played nearly every game. So Milner missed a few. All right. You're down one, Bugs. Yeah, great. Can't we? Connor, which player had the most assists? Coutinho. Close, but no cigar. It's Firmino with 11 assists. Coutinho, I think, had 8. Nil-nil. Come on. Dave Bugger. Back. Liverpool. They won their first European Cup in 1977. Against Hill. But who did they beat? Against Hill. Is it the longest name in European football? I'm not giving you clues. the second one? I'm going to say Borussia Mönchengladbach. Correct. Good well today. done. One up. Yes. They retained it the very next year. A bit <laughs> like, bit like um, Real Madrid last night. Can't be done. 
they retained it again the next season. Do you know who they beat, Connor? You are going to have to look up your Liverpool history. I'll give him one clue. It was in Wembley. That's how you're getting that. Was it a Spanish team? No. No, we didn't give you that clue. It's near France. Oh, I, to be honest, I don't know. Dave. <laughs> it's gone now. He's gone down now. Club Bruges. Club Bruges, yeah. One nil to David Bugger, the brain. Okay, Dave. It's well known that Liverpool won the European Cup or Champions League yeah, yeah. five times. I'm not going to ask you the years, but 77, 78, 81, 84, 2005. How many times have they won the UEFA Cup slash Europa League? You know it? Of course they do. Go well, on. Uh, oh. Oh, no. Actually, um, two or three. Two or three. <laughs> it was two and then I remembered the Alaves game and I was like is that make a three or does that make it two uh, yeah 2001 they, was the last time they won a 73 and 76 Connor wouldn't have a that's clue about that own, one yeah. that's when we won our own Mickey Mouse treble you know yeah. like, you know, it's, although theirs was only a double this year it is only a double I can't the charity shield Connor how many times have they won the FA Cup it's a lot of the record for Manchester United is it? Is it no, Man- no Chelsea. Oh, oh, Arsenal beat it now. Yeah, it's eleven. It's eleven. Yeah, rhymes with that. <laughs> so ten. No, don't listen to Dave Fogger. I give you one more guess. You can't tell him now. I did. Seven. Seven times. Okay. Wood, you try and keep your 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 zip. Well, oh. Connor's on. All right. I'm trying to help like it <laughs> not now he's not <laughs> David do tell Roberto Firmino moved to the club 29 million but from which club Germany Germany off got it out is it it's Germany yeah, don't say it now it's, I'm trying to think I'm trying to think it's one of two I know it's H Right, you're going for a half and home. Yeah, Correct. Get uh, done. That's it, yeah. I think you're nuts, this fella. Moreno? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Move to Anfield for 12 million. What club? I remember him crying and everything. Yeah. In his last game. Yeah. I think it was a dub. No, no, not Dublin. No, it wasn't a dub. All right, it's probably time now for you to quieten down now. You're liable to say that. <laughs> he's going to toss him the bottle on the on the ground. Oh, what's that? Remember, he was on the bench the other day and he was passing the bar. Oh, was he? He got caught and he got caught on camera. Oh, I can't remember. Have a guess. Uh, was it Seville? Brilliant. Ah, yeah. Two one. So, ooh. In 2005, Dave. Ah, easy. Well, Champions depends. Champions League final. Yeah. Who was the only Liverpool player to miss their penalty? <sighs> Cece actually scored his, which was surprising. I can see the save. It was right in the corner. 
left foot and side foot in the back car. <laughs> yeah, he's sick now, he is. He's sick. <laughs> and he's ginger, John Arnorisa. John Arnorisa. Get it. Dave Bugger wins, but we'll give you the last question, Connor. How many saves did Jersey Dudek make in the Penno shootout? Was it two? It was two. Do you know who it was? Against? Shevchenko. Yeah. And... Do you have an idea? They don't say it now, but do you have an idea? One, but I think this guy missed it over a bar. Oh, he could have said that, I don't know. Alright. What do you think, Connor? Was it Pirlo? Brilliant. It was Pirlo. The brain wins, but only by the one point. Yeah, that person threw me in Antonio Klein. No idea. <laughs> I just remember the glory years, Sean, you know? Uh, I think what we'll do is uh, we'll finish up with Connor here. Yeah. Um, any holidays planned? Yeah, I'm going to Italy in a few days. Don't say exactly where, just Don't in case. say, yeah, in case the fans <laughs> are... Run. What I do uh, wonder, when you go out, so you'll have an end-of-season bash or you'll have a Christmas bash, Yeah, uh, is there much attention, uh, say, from the public for the, the 23s? Or do they know there, there are 23s and 18 players uh, around the city, or is it really just the main men? The diehard fans would know us if you get Would you? Me. Yeah, you get the odd fan. So do you ever get approached when you're out? Yeah, I've got approached a few times. Yeah. Any funny stories? <laughs> Not really, just... <laughs> Anyone else to sign anywhere you wouldn't want to sign? <laughs> 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 you sign this for me, lad. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all right, pal. <laughs> Any questions you want to ask Connor before he goes, Dave? Um, yeah, I suppose on that, like, is it weird that people know what you're doing? Like when they bump into you and they start asking yeah. questions and stuff that you did yesterday, and you're kind of going, Jesus. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a bit weird. Like, yeah, yeah. You don't know what you don't know what to say. You don't know what to think, but you just get used to it after a while. Crazy, but uh, no. My final note, genuinely, I wish you all the best. And obviously, it's a personal ring being a Liverpool fan, but being from Lucan, you're living my dream. So don't let me down. Yeah. <laughs> I think no, no yeah. pressure. <laughs> I think we uh, everyone's always uh, talking about how you're getting on uh, when you yeah. got onto the bench at Exeter. Oh, uh, it circulated all around. I remember training up in, in Selwich, and everyone in the club was talking about it. Everyone was rooting and hoping you get on. Yeah. Yeah. They're all on their phones. So I'd, I'd say even throughout Ireland. Uh, everyone's rooting for it because again looking at different comments uh, doing loads of research on your last night doing, looking at different comments people are looking at you and, and wishing you huge uh, wellness and, and hope there that you're going to burst on to Liverpool yeah. and, 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 and really make Irish it Irish again back in the big, the big teams you yeah because yeah. the big four are missing them at the moment so. no, who was the last Irish person to play for Liverpool Steve Finnan maybe was it maybe yeah. Yeah, it, it could be yeah so it's just just to have some, more Irish lads in the that was one of the questions I was going to put in I said ah, he'll know that yeah probably yeah. Who, who got taken off in the semi half, half time would you know that in the 2005 no oh, Finnan, well. Finnan yeah Finnan got oh, taken no, Kiel got 2007 nah. got injured yeah uh, listen all the best thanks for coming in today thanks, thanks for, for taking it. your time out um, I believe you're going over to a match now to, are you going over to watch yeah my brother's playing now for Luke and so I'm going over to watch another calm cool and collected person uh, <laughs> a good person I have to say uh, your mother and father have done a brilliant job raising you you've, you've come across Thank as you. an absolute gent yeah and, my dad would love that now. And, <laughs> <laughs> he's a master you're a son of a master <laughs> ok thanks very much Connor. all the best cheers Bye.
And we are back. Turles' finest, I think, Tipperary or Limerick or wherever they are. They're playing actually in, if they haven't played already, they're playing at the Lisa Festival up this week along with the Riptide. Jason oh, Abbey. Right. They have a good lineup up there, yeah, don't they? Great lineup. Blizzards, Riptide, La Galaxy. Yeah, La Galaxy, yeah. Cracking lineup, probably the best so far. Coldplay Tribute. <laughs> Oasis Tribute. Oh, they're George there, Michael's yeah, Tribute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then obviously there's a big one on there. And, and the Bon Jovi Tribute, what are they called? <laughs> Do you know? Bon no. Jovi. <laughs> Obviously. Um, yeah, good interview, wasn't it? Ah, cracking interview. Yeah, and, and, and as I said, nice young man. Ah, he's a nice young man. And a fair, fair play to him. And, and the most important thing that I got from it that he's enjoying it. And as long as he's enjoying it, hopefully it's only going to be good for him. Yeah, and he does seem very uh, down to earth but focused. Yeah. And I think it's huge that. Uh, you, you you worry about players and they go over and they get uh, distracted and yeah. and he looks like he has you know that kind of he knows what the distractions are yeah you know so um, no I was, I was delighted with that interview um, what we do now we do a bit of uh, final countdown final there. countdown where we run down everything that was weird and wonderful and sporting headlines and try and fit in as much as we can in the next five minutes as best we can. Okay, so we touched on it earlier on, Shannon, and I think you've already made your point, but the first Lions match yesterday, was it really relevant or...? Um, I think it was relevant, Yeah, but I'm not sure... Maybe next week or the week after, I'd get worried. Yeah, I, I, again, I'm worried about their preparations They're up for them games. Them. I have them games, the preparations, that right? But I think, they, I think they've seen this, the strength and depth of New Zealand. They're, they're rugby mm. like, that's not the, the All Blacks you know it's yeah. their provincial side yeah. so they're not even super super rugby they're going to be some games yeah. you know oh did, oh, we'll talk about it later go on, go on. <laughs> remind me to get back to you uh, Dubs Force Downton yesterday they won 18 points to 9 against Carlo fairly straightforward stuff but Dermot Conley could be in a spot of bother with pushing the linesman I didn't hear about Dermot Conley yeah, yeah they had it Carlo did the usual blanket defence tried to keep it nice and reasonable and the whole lot but you, there was a gulf in class but they had a man sent off which made it harder but now the headlines this morning is uh, Dermot Connolly had an altercation with the linesman and they reckon he could get a lengthy ban. Right. I believe uh, that they weren't at their best, Dublin. No. Uh, it was close, three points in it, up to half yeah. time, yeah. and the man sending off flattered them a little yeah, bit. Uh, a few people I know and who are Car- Dublin. Carlo played well now, in fairness, and they had the game plan, but yeah. you could see it. It was, unfortunately, football is, in my opinion, diminishing because of the tactics, because Parking there the is such gap. a. Yeah, it's, Gaelic sports is always about attacking and going forward and that's that's why I loved it and I'm starting to fall out of love with football more and more and just following the hurling basically yeah. because of that fact yeah um, Ireland v Mexico were you overly impressed? It's, it's, it was hard to be impressed yeah. was, I think I, I think it was very unfair on the players that he brought in it was yeah. great that players can come in Horgan the system and, at the back was a bit silly yeah, the guys in midfield definitely looked it, lost and it doesn't, exposed it doesn't prove any point to yeah. uh, to the manager that they can play in the position that uh, in the formation that he's going to play against uh, the likes of Austria, Horgan, as you said they don't get the great chance to really sell themselves then. played in, in centre nearly centre midfield yeah so I, 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 I think it was a wasted opportunity I don't understand why he did 
and Uruguay today. Is that on RTE? Or is uh, it? That's a good question. I'm yeah, not, no too, I'm not too sure. I think but, uh, there was yeah. a lot of ads on that Suarez was coming across, but I don't think he's there. No, he's injured, yeah. so he's going to miss unfortunately. Um, speaking, of, sticking with Ireland uh, team, uh, Sean McGuire has now been snapped up by Preston to be, I think, the fifth Irish sign. Yes, and yet yeah, uh, League of Ireland's top goal scorer. It's one. It's it's a, it's a great thing for the Republic of Ireland because what it does now is Preston are going to sprinkle their magical fairy dust, and all of a sudden now he's going to be good enough to play for the Republic of Ireland. Because he when you play League, said he wasn't yesterday. When when you play League of Ireland, uh, seemingly you're not good enough, but yeah. you get that little magic fairy dust that they have over there, and uh, uh, Preston will be in instead of Cork City. Come September, he'll be in that Irish squad. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sporting politics has reared its ugly head this week again in Ireland with the IABA with the boxing with uh, basically not letting Bernard Dunn do his job the hierarchy are kind of pushing one guy and he's pushing another guy have, and, they, uh, have they not learned their lesson we went to the Olympics didn't compete and they in reaction to that which makes no sense to me in reaction to that they cut the funding yeah and now they're undermining and someone who's in the job. trying to cut the funding even further, even further because the sports council have said this is the directive of the elite director and that's his say and it's his goal but the IBA are oh no 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 it should be this and they're going well John Tracy has said well if you're not happy with that this is the reason why we gave you the money and if you're not letting us do it we're going to take it away from you so it could really scupper and we are one of the leading countries in, in amateur boxing it's and madness isn't it it's turning into a bit of a laughing stock I, I, I don't understand it. Anyhow, that's that's Ireland for you, isn't it? Uh, obviously, we dealt with it a little bit earlier on, but can you ever see Tiger Woods coming back? No, I think that I think he knows. We said that earlier on. I can't see him coming back. I think he knows that he'll he'll never be back, um, and I don't think he'll ever enjoy it again. Even if he came back and was doing a part of Carrington by scraping through cuts and stuff like that, I don't think that'd be enough for him. So, I really do think he's gonna he'll pack it in, and I think uh, you'd be fearful for him. Yeah, and as he said, he he only wants to play if he can compete. So I can't see him being one of these guys who'll come on and play the ceremonial first round and then walk away. So it could be the beginning of the end. Uh, Andy Murray's starting to show a bit form. He hasn't been at anything. And now all of a sudden he's he's into the fourth round beating Del Potro yesterday. I think, I think that uh, he... I think that with the final... Last round, so who was that? The Potro with the few, first few rounds. I don't think he played good tennis. I think he scraped through. Yeah, sure, he was threatening to strike in the second round. Yeah, yeah. Because there was a baby crying in the crowd. There's a spider cam, like uh, what you call them, the drones. Yeah. But he kept seeing it in his eye line when he was throwing up the ball to serve. And yeah. he went up and said, Right, I've had enough. I'm not but, playing. Uh, I'm nothing to say that his form is back because yeah. it's, it's one game and yeah. they were ranting and raving how brilliant Andy Murray was yesterday. But. I don't think you can. I don't think you can uh, judge him on one performance. But good to see that he is back. Um, David Hayes split from Shane McGuigan. I wonder what that was about. Do you think it's more McGuigan telling him a few home truths? Because Hay, firstly, he said he split, but the very first thing he said afterwards, I still think I have it. So did McGuigan get a bit honest, going, "Look, your time has come. You're done." I think I'll, especially if they're if you're being a champion. You don't know when the right time to go is. Yeah. Uh, even footballers, Gaelic yeah. footballers, a lot of people play on when they don't realise that their powers are waning. Uh, he, I think he actually... I think there could be a fight in him. I think yeah, that, yeah, I mean, was, he, the last fight he was in was a great fight with... Uh, until he busted his tendon, yeah. Until he busted his tendon. So, but is he going to get any better? I don't think he can. 
So just a quick one. Uh, I put it down earlier on as well. Uh, guilty pleasure sport at the Olympics. One that you only watched every four years. What's the one where you just can't not watch it anytime it comes on? Olympics yeah. or yeah. winter Olympics? Summer or winter? Oh well, the winter one is the is like the curling. Did you ever see that in yeah, the ice? Yeah. Can't <laughs> stop watching that. <laughs> you want to know? You want to have that brush? And yeah. yeah. What's yours? Ah, oh, gymnastics. Every Gymna- four years. <laughs> I can't. I just can't not do it. That vaulting and the politics, it's just fascinating. Do you try it at home? Jeez, no. Ah, under the couch? Yeah, because I'm flexible. Your tumble. <laughs> <laughs> and just last one, did you see Rihanna giving it the big one? She was on the front front row of the first game of the NBA Finals, where wow. they play for the World Championship, even though it's only the National Championship. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I didn't see it. Uh, she was giving, Kevin Durant, he's one of the biggest stars in the NBA, he plays for the Golden State Warriors, and she's a big LeBron James fan who was with Cleveland Cavaliers, and she was at them all game. Every time he's on the free throws, kept shouting "break, break, break," oh and then he, he drains a three pointer and gives it a stare down and puts her back in her place. Oh, no ah, brilliant! That's great. That's what you want. Ah, yeah. And it, it gives the game a bit of advertisement, so that's all you want. Brilliant. Um, I think we will finish up. And we'll, I think we're done, every. We? I think we are. Final buzzer. That's, that's the that's that's the final countdown. Okay, um, that's us done for the week. Two hours just flew in. Another two hours that's gone by uh, in a blink of an eye. Uh, I want to say thank you to, to Connor today for coming in. Uh, thanks to Dave again. Always the research is always brilliant. So pleasure, uh, brilliant stuff. Um, next week we have League of Ireland referee Paul Chute. Uh, oh, it'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's not too many people who think there's a good referee out there. So maybe Paul's going to come in and. Uh, Show us the other side of refereeing. Absolutely. Show us what they have to, to, to deal with, uh, especially in the, the professional game. Um, uh, Paul's done the league or the FAI Cup final. True. Yeah. And uh, so he's, he's refereed at, at, at a really high level. So we're really looking forward to seeing uh, what he has to tell us. Put him and, back on uh, for a change. We'll have probably a, a, a bit of a beat the brain special with Paul as well. Oh, so yeah. oh God. He doesn't know that yet, but he, no. know, he, he does now if he's yeah. listening. Um, do you want to sign off, Anton Desai, Bogo? No, pleasure as always. Hope everyone uh, has a great uh, long weekend and enjoy yourself, whatever you're doing. The sun is shining out our window, so hopefully you have a good time and uh, stay safe, guys. Enjoy the bank holiday weekend. Goodbye.